I said we ain't scared Do this for pleasure or pain I'm using my heart and my brain I do this for you Do this for us Do this for love Do this for trust I do this Thought of Freedom is sponsored by Kangen Water. Change your water, change your life. Hello. Welcome to the Thought of Freedom. This first episode is going to be Who Am I? That is such a loaded question because it can go all over the place when you think about it. Um, it's, it's just who you are and brought you to this moment in time. But to start this podcast, it's, I want you to get to know who I am and how I got to here. But then you'll learn that I tangent off and go into different areas and different streams of thoughts because that's just how my mind works and how, I, how I've come into the person and the being that I am. But who am I? I am everything. I am nothing. I am filled. I am empty. I am what I am. It's a remarkable thing when we're able to break down everything that's gone down inside of our life to bring us to the very moment that we're in, literally right now. And there is so much that's taken place, all these emotional experiences that we have had to go through to get to where we are. Every single one of them had to take place. Every single one of them had to take place. So... How did I get to where I am? Well, um, it's I'm gonna go heavy first in. It's it's also how I am. I like going deep. I believe we should go deep into everything to be able to know what what lightness feels like in in the energetic sense and also um, in, in the spiritual light as well. Um, but yes, it's, it started with love. It brought me into enlightenment with love. Um, I found a soulmate at 16, 17 years old. And it just, it was one of those fairy tales that we read about, that we've seen movies about. It was just so remarkably beautiful that it just, everything blossomed and blew up and, and it was fireworks all over the place and it was absolutely magical. And it was such a beautiful experience and, and, and we had no idea that either of us was going to be at this person's house. It was just a pure chance that this is what took place. Um, but as soon as we met, it just made sense. Everything inside just started to come into clarity, started to make so much sense. Um, and... It was almost like I've known her my entire life. Meanwhile, I met her at 16 years old. It was so beautiful that I was able to meet this person at 16 years old. Um, but as we were leaving, my mom was coming to pick me up and she asked like, hey, do you mind if I get a ride home to, to my home? And I was just like, yeah, for sure, absolutely. Um, and I knew my mom wasn't going to care and uh, because of just how beautiful she is. And as we develop into 
this relationship, you'll learn the relationship of my family and, and my, my, my ideologies to what's taking place within my family life and my friend life and everything. So it, it will all develop. This is just the first, who am I? Um, so she gets in the car and we didn't stop talking, the three of us, from the time we picked her up to the time we dropped her off. And after we dropped her off, my mom turned to me and she said, Brian, you're going to be dating her at some point in time. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. Like, no way. Ain't no, no way that's happening. Um, so for about two weeks, and this was 2006, 2007 range that, you know, cell phones really weren't, it was a thing, but it wasn't really a thing yet. Um, so I didn't really have her number. I didn't. I wasn't able to contact her. But for two weeks, she sat inside of here, and I couldn't get her out of my mind. And then one day, I, I reached out to the person who brought us together, and I was like, "Hey, do you mind if I get Beth's number?" And her name is Beth Beth Shackton, or was Beth Shackton? And um, so I got her number, and as soon as I texted her, she was just like, "What took you so long?" what it's it was like she was patiently waiting for this to take place and that's when you know it's real it's it's so it's all encompassing um so we just started texting and it made it just felt so right on the inside and we got about a month into the relationship and then <laughs> the bomb dropped but a drop of a bomb that was beautiful turned out to be beautiful. Everything is beautiful. Um, she was raped by my best friend's brother. And at that time, I was 16, 17 years old. So I didn't really understand what was going on. All I knew that my intuition was telling me that I am supposed to be with her, that I am supposed to be with this woman that I'm not supposed to be with anybody else but her. And as we progress through the relationship and, and she's putting him up on trials, I actually went to the person who did this to her and I was just like, hey, do you mind if I continue dating Beth? Like, I feel something for her. And he even said, yes, absolutely, go ahead. Like, this is what you're doing. And, and, and I didn't understand, still didn't really understand everything that was going on. Um... But as we progressed further into the relationship, um, it was many things started to fall apart. Um, so from the family life, my family wanted me to break up with her because they were afraid that she was also going to bring me in, into that whirlwind of a situation where she was going to say, Brian also raped me and, and then I would get charges on me. Meanwhile. I knew, and then eventually my parents told me down the line that they also knew that that wasn't going to take place, but they were protecting me. They wanted to make sure that their baby was going to be safe. This was what their thought of the best situation at hand was going to be. And it took a while for me to forgive them that that was their decision. Um, but so um, that was going on and then also all of my friends where I was playing sports with them so on the field or on the court we would play but then once that was over there was no communication they wouldn't talk to me they saw me as 
being with the enemy, that I was, I was dating the enemy, so how could I be friends with them? That's their thought process. And I understand it. Like, it was our best friend's family. That was our house that we used to go to to party at and all that jazz as, as 16, 17-year-old kids. Um, so she had no idea about any of this. I couldn't tell her any of this because I knew if I did, her heart would be broken that much more. So a little backstory to Beth. She was a genius, literally a genius. Um, all AP classes. Um, she already knew what she wanted to do in college and where she wanted to go to college. It was either Boston University or Boston College. She wanted to be a neuroscience uh, major and then to be able to work on people's brains. She wanted to do this at 16 years old. She knew what she wanted to do. That's so beautiful. Once her experience of the rape took place, everything dropped. Everything fell apart on her. Everything dropped. It just fell apart. All of her grades plummeted. Nothing was clear anymore to her. And then I came into her life and things started to come back up again because of what our soul connection was. Um, yeah, so then as we progress further into the relationship, she's now putting him on trial. And because of the person that I am and I believe in peace, I was being split. I was going to one lawyer saying, yes, it did happen. Another lawyer saying, no, it didn't happen. Because I don't believe in war. I don't believe in division. I believe that we're all one and that everything can be solved. That's just how I am on the inside. And even as a young kid like that, I still didn't understand it, but I was just acting out of pure pure natural instinct that's inside of me. Um, so, being split and divided. As we get real close to when the trial was going to take place, my family and friends were saying, Brian, you should one stand to say, no, it didn't take place. Because the thought, the inceptual thought that my parents put into my head was friends last longer than love. What the fuck? What? So, that thought stuck with me throughout my years until I had to start healing it as we, like I said, progress through our relationship and this whole thing. You'll come to those understandings. But um, it was a very, very interesting time. So, I'm still 16, 17 years old and I don't know how to spell life. Like, what the fuck is life to me? So, I, I listened to my family and friends and I was going to go on stand and say no it didn't take place meanwhile this thing knew it wasn't right my heart knew it wasn't right so what my game plan was to do was to go on stand say no it didn't take place walk out of that courtroom and then go kill myself that was my game plan to kill myself because i knew that it wasn't right that what my heart was telling me was not that but universe, God, our souls did something different. She had a sudden heart attack out of nowhere. And she died. She died a week before the trial. Everything flipped. My whole life did a 180. I was the one that was supposed to be dead, not her. 
She wasn't supposed to die. I was supposed to die. So what happened? I went into drugs and alcohol with opioids and obviously alcohol, and I killed my mind. I wanted my mind to die as much as I could. By killing my mind, it was going to bring me deeper to Beth. But thankfully, my body never stopped. I was doing marathons, I was powerlifting, I was playing sports. My body and soul never stopped, but my mind died. Everything inside of here died for seven years. I put myself in literal death inside my mind to rebirth my mind, to come forward, to be able to give this information now to others, which is what this whole thing is about. But it's taken me many years to get to that point, to be able to formulate these words that have been buried, literally buried within me, to be able to bring it up out of me, to then give it out. Challenge, a very deep challenge. But once I came out of that drug state, the way I came out of that drug state is I was playing basketball one day, thought came in, said, Brian, this isn't who you are. This is not the person that you're meant to be. I went home cold turkey, stopped all the pills that I was doing, flushed them down the toilet, never went back to them again. From that day forward, the world changed. I started to see again. I started to feel again. Everything started to make sense again. And that was the form of enlightenment that brought me to the who am I? Who am I? That is what brought me here. Now. That. And it's been forever changing. Forever exploring. From that day, there's been many ups and downs, releases, cryings, anger, depression, everything, because I was living in the unconscious. I was not conscious while I was doing any of that. I was so unconscious. When I came out of that drug state, um, I had a buddy living in San Diego, and... I reached out to him. This randomly went on to Facebook. I saw him living in San Diego. I was just like, that's where I need to be. So he said, yeah, save up money and move out. So I saved up money. I packed up, moved across country, slept on a couple people's couches for the first month or two. Then him and I found an apartment together, a block from the ocean and, and a block from all the bars. And at that time, I was still drinking because I was still 24 years old. So I was still doing that party scene. Um... But where we found our apartment was a block from a massage school. I walked by that massage school hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. Then one day, I walked in. Once I walked in, the teacher or the instructor gave me a breakdown as to what I'd be learning in that school and what massage was. I also didn't know anything about massage, never had a massage, never gave a massage nothing. Didn't believe anything in the energetic realms at all. All of that shit was basically hippy-dippy shit to me. I didn't believe in any of it. So 
They gave me a breakdown. I went to the library, read up on it, and found out that you get more hours and requirements in New York. Even though I still tried to apply to the school out in California, it just didn't work out. Nothing was in alignment for me. So I moved back home because I wanted to go to school in New York because I was able to get into school in New York. So I moved back home, found the school, <laughs> and believe it or not, First day of school was on my birthday, my 25th birthday. First day of school, April 6th. Once I put my hands on somebody, it made sense. Everything was clear. It's just like, oh, I've done this before. I know exactly what I'm doing. It just felt right. And that was the first day I ever gave massage or received a massage, ever in my entire life. As I progressed through school, my teachers would say, Brian, you're pulling a lot of energy from different areas of this universe, dimensions. You're pulling things from all over the place. Those words meant nothing to me at the time. I didn't understand what the fuck they were saying. It's just like, oh, cool, whatever, awesome. Um, but in school, then as I led out of school for the two and a half years, two, two and a half years after and during school, I was taking in everybody's pain. Physical, emotional, spiritual, and psychological. All of those components were being held inside of me. Because I was absorbing. I was absorbing all pain. Because pain to me is love. So if I can endure pain, I can endure all love. That's, I figured that out after many years, but it took me a long time to get there. And I, I was unconsciously knowing that I was taking in pain to deepen my understandings of love. All of that pain created so much like, oh, oh no, why is this happening? Me trying to move a pinky finger at the end of the work day was the most excruciating pain I've ever been inside of. I'd wake up the next day, go right back to it. I was working five to six days a week, working on five to six clients a day. I was shot. After two and a half years of doing that, I built up so much pain and tolerance that things had to break. And I'm a very, I'm a person that is, I like to solve things out on my own. I, I'm, I'm, I like figuring out the Rubik's Cube and, and I have to solve it and figure it out. So it took me many different tries of meditations and, and breath works and visualizations and mantras and, and staying on and one single object and staring at it while I was doing all of these massages, I was doing these things. And it only developed me to go deeper in. And that was the purpose. I was meant to go deep inside the self. But I had to go deep inside the self for other people. So I was working on other people while I was going into the depths of the self. It was a combination that meshed together and, and, and it turned out to be very beautiful healings and, and still is very beautiful healings that I can do through my massages. But I had to experience such pain to be able to do that. It has 
brought me into so many different dimensions and different worlds that I never thought I'd be inside of if I didn't understand breath work, meditation, visualizations, um, mantras, uh, keep going. It, I would never have been a part of those worlds if I didn't do the work that I was doing. Um, so, after this two and a half years and I started to figure out not to be a sponge, that to be an open vessel and allow things to flow the way they're meant to flow, allowed me to be able to move energy at a different capacity, that I could move things that weren't movable, things that were stuck from within inside the mind, body, soul, that I could then move it through the power of God. God has given me this gift of hands-on work, which is then proceeded to the word of God. This is now where I'm at in my life, is now being able to express these words that God has given me, but I can also use my hands in the same vibrational form. My words and my hands speak the same language, that they are two of the same. What I speak is what I feel, and what I feel is what I speak, and this is what I give to everything and everything. Um, so... Once I got past those two and a half years, I was still, I went back to San Diego, learned more about the self, came back home. And then when I came back home, um, there was a retreat center called Omega Institute. And it's in upstate New York. And um, some of you might have heard it. If not, you can look it up. It's a very spiritual retreat center. It's, it's a very beautiful place. Um, but there's also a lot of dark energy to that place because of what's there and what they hold. But besides the point, it's still a very beautiful place. Um, so my first day of working up there ever and being on the property, I'm walking in the parking lot and somebody comes up to me and they're like, oh, you have very beautiful energy. It's so colorful and light and, and, and flowy and it just moves around you. I'm like, oh, well, that's beautiful. And still at that time, I didn't fully understand what this person was talking about. They looked at me and they're just like, you have no idea what I'm talking about, do you? And I'm like, not really, no. And they're just like, you have something very special inside of you. And I was like, that's very beautiful beautiful of you to say, thank you. They're like, no, but you don't really get it, do you? And I'm like, no, not really. But they're like, you're a person that like leaves yourself open because you believe in everything. And I was just like, yes, absolutely. I believe everything deserves to be understood that we should not be holding ourselves to something, that we should allow ourselves to be open and continuously flow. Um, so she goes into speaking and she was just like, she was an Akashic reader, she can do past lives, she's a medium, connects to the other world, she was a very shamanic healer, she had many, many different modalities sitting underneath her belt. But she went into the Akasha, and she's just like, okay, so think about it in this perspective, that we are all an iceberg, that um, the tip of the iceberg is who we are in this physical being, this is who we are right now. Then, 
Our past lives is the iceberg that's sitting underneath the water. She said, I can typically tell who everybody is in past lives because I can see the bottom of the iceberg. She said, with you, I can't see your bottom. I'm watching my dog, that's why, because she picked something up. Um, I can't see your bottom. And I was like, well, what the fuck does that mean? She was just like, it uh, means that you go back very far in soul existence, that you, you are very, very far back in time and space is where you come from. I was just like, is that good? And she was just like, yeah, that's very good. So as that's going on, she's just like, you still don't fully understand what I'm talking about, do you? And I'm like, not really. No. She was just like, oh, okay. Well, Beth is with you all the time. And I was just like, what the fuck did you just say? She was like, Beth is with you all the time. I'm like, how do you know Beth? She was just like, oh, I'm speaking with her right now. I was like, what? Because I didn't know about mediumship at that time either. And she goes into saying, like, you haven't connected with her in 10 years. And I was just like, yeah, that's when she died. And she's like, I know. She's just like, but you guys, or she, has always been talking to you. Always. And I was just like, that's who that voice has been? She's like, yeah, and others. But she was just like, Beth is always with you. She, you and her are tied together at a very deep, deep level. Um, and at that time, I, I fully wasn't healed yet from that death, even after 10 years. Hestia, stop. Um, that's my pup, Hestia. Um, so at that time, I wasn't fully healed, so I started to cry. And she's just like, what are you doing right now? I was like, well, I'm going into work. She's just like, okay, after you're done working, let's, let's sit down and talk because there's a lot going on here. Cool, went to work, did my thing, blah, blah, blah. We met up and she was just like, so you don't really know anything about your past with her and other lives. And I was just like, not at all. She's like, well, what you guys did in this life is not the first time that you guys have done that. You guys have done this many times over. You guys have gone into finding each other and then her dying and then you going into darkness. And sometimes you come out and you're able to speak about things and other times you're stuck left in the dark because you weren't able to heal these wounds. But she said, this life is different. There's, you're, you're, you're bringing many things together for many different lives uh, from this soul existence with her to bring forth to others, which is literally what all of this is. Um, so, I was like, okay, well, that's pretty fucking wild. And she's just like, yeah, it's, it's intense. And, and you guys purposefully do this every single time. And some lives you find each other, some lives you don't find each other. But this life you guys found each other. And, and the experience you went through to find each other is a very deep one and heavy. But it's because of what... Damn. It feels like, and this is just coming to me... And it feels like she is a very deep connection to Gaia because of how she was wounded by a male figure and, and how over time we have done this throughout our Earth's history is that we've basically discarded the feminine form. And that's what happened to her 
in, in, her, in her physical life is that she was treated so, so badly. Um, but, yeah, tangent thought. Um, so, as we started to go deep into conversation, um, it was a very, very heart-opening experience. And it was the healing that I needed at that point in time to bring me to who I am. We left and continued on our way and and that place really opened me up to a lot of spiritual existences of myself. I got a shamanic healing done there and I was told that I was very much Native American, Native American in many lives, but also lived throughout all different cultures and and went and lived in different indigenous tribes and and different portions of this earth, which is why I feel so connected to everybody. And I love all the, the opportunities that each and every single individual gives because it's all energy, it's all information, it's all knowledge, it's all wisdom. And when we can come together to do that, we can create something so beyond beautiful that it can create the new earth that we're looking to create. But we have to be able to see each and every one of us as this beautiful, majestic form of life, of love, of God. Um, then there was another woman I met. I was massaging her, and she was also a Akashic reader. She was an Akashic reader, and what she was able to do, and she was just like, I, I typically don't do this, but I have a calling to do it, and I was massaging her, and she was just like, so think Buddhism. And I was just like, okay, cool. She's just like, think the beginning of Buddhism. And I was like, all right. She's just like, that's you. She's like, you're one of the founders of Buddhism. You were from the beginning of Buddhism. Oh, shit. All right. And it makes sense as to how my mind works and how I think and how I speak and how I just feel my soul. Then there was another one. And this one is pretty crazy. So, I was massaging her, and we both felt this deep energetic connection. And she was just like, are you feeling what I'm feeling? And this was a shiatsu session. So, shiatsu is acupressure. So, it's just handwork instead of acupuncture with needles. It's the same theology. It's just being able to use your hands and not needles. Um... And I was working with her, and she was like, are you feeling what I'm feeling? And I'm like, oh, yeah. I was like, I picked it up as soon as I made eye contact with you when I brought you into the room. And she's like, oh, okay, cool. She's like, I didn't know how far advanced you were into your uh, intuitional skills. And I was like, mm, yeah, they're there. Um, so she's like, after this session, uh, and when you're done with your evening and other people that you're working on, I would love to meet up with you and be able to speak deeper. And I was just like, absolutely, that sounds beautiful. So we met up, um, and what she does is she's also a channeler, but she becomes, not physically, just her verbal form becomes that entity that she's turning into. And she had a very Cuban-esque 
tone to her and not the tone that came out of her when she channeled. What channeled with her was a very Elizabethan, uh, historic type of a voice. And it was like, you've been channeling with me. I've been giving you visions. I've been telling you things. And she's like, I know it's hard what I'm giving you, but it's all for a reason because these visions are needed for the future. And I was seeing a lot of future timelines as to how this earth is going to be looking and it's not fucking pretty, but it's also because of how we've treated her. Think about all the wars and the aggression and hatred that is, is the vibrational form that we've been creating on top of her. She's sensing that. She's taking that in. She will eventually want to be rid of that anger, war, aggression, because that's not her form. Her form is true love and compassion, which is why she's holding us still here. Um, and what she gave me is very beautiful. Back to that session um, with the woman. And... What happened at the end, she was just like, I'm not going to tell you who that was. I want you to figure it out. And she's like, it could take a day, a week, a month, X time. She's like, when you do, reach out to me and let me know. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm driving home. It hit me. It was Mother Earth. And I texted her. I was like, hey, was it Mother Earth that you were channeling? She was like, I'm very impressed that you were able to figure that out so fast. And I was just like, get the fuck out of here. Like, that's who I've been talking with. She's like, you have a very deep skill about you that you are able to connect with everything. That you, you have this essence about you that can bring you to different energetic forms of all kinds and to be able to connect with them because they understand that my soul comes from peace and love. That that's who I am. That is who I am, is of peace and love. And it's only been developing more and more throughout, if you are listening to this, I just kissed my cat, my little mama. She's sitting on my lap with me. Um, hello, baby. Um, that it's only been expanding and growing through my understandings of life. And it's just come to this point where I have to start speaking them. I have to start, whatever's flowing through me is going to just be coming out. And this is why I had to create this podcast. Because these thoughts aren't meant to be contained anymore. They are meant to be expressed. Anything that's held in now, I see it as selfishness. And for the longest time it wasn't me being selfish it was me understanding my thoughts and my understandings and who I was for so long but now it's turning into me giving this away because it's meant to be given away God is giving me this gift to be able to formulate these words to bring it forward for others to feel and heal from and in the way I am speaking it, I'm actually healing myself in the same accordance. Because I've understood that my heart and my mind have a conjunction point of my voice. That my voice vibrates at a tone that is healing me. 
and is thankfully also healing others when my vibration form is being expressed. It's so, so beautifully scary to think that my own vibration from my own voice is able to do such things. But God has given me this. God has given me this ability for a reason. I can't hide from it anymore. I can't take myself away from these understandings of life. It's taken me a very long time to get to here. And I would never have traded any second away from it. There's going to be episodes that I'm going to go deep into some thoughts. There's going to be times that it's going to be absolutely wild what comes out of me. But everything that comes out of me is from love. The way all of us are. We're all from love. We all were created from love. We will all go back to love. That is what we have to remember. That everything is love. No matter what we think and do is love. Even if it's judgment. Even if it's, if it's anger. If it's sadness. If it's depression. It is all love. Everything comes from love. That is what God created us from. When we look at a tree, when we look at a bird, when we look at the grass, when we look at the sky, when we look at an airplane, when we look at our, our couch, our bike, God created those. God gave all of that for man to relish, to love, to take care of. But we have lost our ways in doing so because of the energies that are here on this earth right now. This is going to go on a tangent thought. I'm just letting you guys know how far this is going to go. Um, but we've been manipulated for a very long time in our ways because that's what's been going on here for too long. But we are taking it back because we are becoming conscious again. That we are coming back into the form of God that God has asked us to be in. But it's taken us a very long time to get here. Because there was a veil that was sitting on top of our minds. On top of our bodies. On top of our souls. But now, we're removing that veil. We're removing that peace that has been keeping us weighed down. But as we remove it, we're finding more of what's out there. And it's limitless. It is limitless to what is out there. There is no end because there is no beginning. Everything that we know sits inside of us. Everything that is out there sits inside of us. We have to be able to go in to discover. It's not the outside that we will discover. It's the inside that we will find what's needed. But if we do not go in, we will not find. We must be able to do this for ourselves. It's literally the opposite of what we've been told for so long that we have to have all these things on the outside and that we'll find happiness, we'll find the enlightenment, we'll find the eternal bliss. It's fuck that. It's the inside. The inside is where we will find all of it. Hestia, relax. Relax, baby. Relax. I know, I'm almost done. 
Um, but yeah, it's it's where we'll find everything that we're meant to find. It's on the inside. Before these two really get crazy and fuck up my camera. Um, I'm going to end it. I'm going to end it there. That was my time. That's my sign from the divine to let me know that it has to come to an end. Um, so... I hope you enjoyed some of these thoughts that came in and, and you enjoy them. This is just the beginning. And I don't know where it's gonna take us, but I hope you enjoy this ride as as much as I enjoy it. Because it's all to discover God again, to bring God forth. God is here right now. God has always been here. It's in the shadows that we find him. And when you go to the shadows, you'll discover the light. Thank you, everybody. I hope you enjoy all of yourselves and you get to love every single piece of yourself. And this is the end of episode one. Who am I?